Welcome to the Fit Aviators Club podcast, where aviation, fitness, and mindset meet to improve the balance of your health and quality of life in aviation. This is your host, Fernando Contreras, and let's get to it. everybody welcome back it's been uh, tough to see the impacts that hurricane ian has done throughout the caribbean and the west coast of florida now making its way up the east coast of the united states towards south carolina and then into north carolina virginia as well it's been just absolutely devastating to see what has happened in the southwest region of of florida Fort Myers, Sanibel, Tampa, all that, all that area, and not to disregard everywhere else where it has impacted across Florida and now into the the Carolinas. But you know, when it hit the southwest region of Florida, it was at a Category Four. You know, living and growing up in Florida has we haven't seen something like that in in quite some time, especially in Florida. You know, obviously states like Louisiana and Alabama and all those they've they've been hit. Um, as well, but not, uh, they have been hit pretty hard as well, but in Florida hasn't been that, that bad in a really long time. And I have a ton of friends that live over on that side. Thankfully, everybody's okay. But from the videos you guys have seen, it's all over social media. You could just see how crazy it was. Even when that bridge to Sanibel Island just got torn apart, boats in streets, when the, the surge washed away, you could just see the boats are just left on the street. And, and it's just absolutely devastating. Um, like I mentioned in my previous podcast, it, if you have the opportunity to donate, please do so to, to just everyone who's being affected by this, by this hurricane. It is a massive hurricane, not only in its strength, but the size as well. And I was watching the Weather Channel all, you know, this whole time, just tracking its path. And it extends out to almost 500 miles so the, the, the path of the wrath of this, and you're starting to feel a little bit of, of its potency, I guess, if, even 500 miles away, like it's in Florida and you're starting to feel it all the way up, like by, by almost Virginia, you're starting to feel a little bit of that gust from those bands. And it, it's, it's absolutely incredible how these storms form and, and just get stronger. I, I really love Meteorology, I think it's it's one of the coolest things to learn as as a pilot. Um, but understanding how these systems work and, and what you know, even though you understand, you just it's you're in the path. If you're in the path of it, there's like absolutely nothing you can do but evacuate. You know, and then the people who who did stay um, a little bit risky, but you know, they, they, thankfully a lot of people are okay. I think there's been eight deaths um, that have been recorded so far. So, you know, it's, it's always tough to see stuff like that, um, but a very, very powerful storm. Um, hopefully everybody's, you know, primarily safe, healthy, um, and, you know, with food, shelter, and, you know, it's going to be a long process until everything starts becoming back to normal. But I can't help but think and just empathize with if that was, if, you know, it could happen, it could have happened on the East coast of Florida, you know, and just what it would take to just rebuild. I, I like to put myself sometimes in, in, in those situations of, I don't know, it's just empathy. 
you know, I, I would feel like if, if that stuff was happening to me, support and, and help would be an amazing feeling from strangers, from people who are dedicated to help or organizations that are dedicated to help. You know, it's, it's not going to be an, an easy journey for restoring life back of how it, how it was. So, um, yeah, thoughts and prayers for them and, um, just please be safe, everybody. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about mindset training, more specifically with the psychological human needs and how important they are to us, how much we value them. And then also we're going to be talking about the differences between motivation and discipline and see which one will help you achieve what kind of goals. And, you know, it's very important to differentiate differentiate between both of them because a lot of people think that one of them is exactly what you need to achieve the goals that you want, whether they're, you know, fitness goals, financial goals, career goals, relationship goals, whatever they are. It's not about the motivation. It's really about the discipline. And without that, you can't continue and move forward without discipline. And here's what I mean by that. Social media has affected the word motivation. Motivation is when you are excited, when you are, you know, pumped up about something, doing something. It may be something different than what you are doing. It may be something that you've been wanting to do for a long time and then you finally decided to do it. It might be something that somebody told you and made you aware and you're now changing your way of how you carry on with your life. And then so that initial movement to start something, to be like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. It, you know, this this way of thinking is very right. Like I, I'm, I'm tired of being in the same mode of thinking and I'm just ready for something new. So you do, you do change. You, you change because you've, to some extent, humans seek change. If we all lived in a very, very comfortable life, there would be no advancement in technology. There would be no advancement in human behavior. There would be no advancement in anything that humans do because in order for us to continue advancing, continue growing, continue learning, continue mastering, we need to step out of that comfort. The only way we grow, the only way we get better, the only way we are exposed to different things, different skills that we can master is only if we step out of our comfort zone. When we don't step out of our comfort zone and we stay in our comfort, you're only going to master what you know. And that is all. And if and if you live a, a lifestyle that is in very comfort, like comfort wise, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to come out of that comfort zone and try something different. And when you do try something different, it may not be exactly how you in, in, uh, thought it was going to be, and you had that slight motivation to change what it was, and then all of a sudden it's not what it was, and then you just give it up, and you're like, ah, this isn't what I thought. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop and keep doing what I'm doing. So, it is very normal for everybody to live in comfort. People, most of everybody, wants to live in comfort. I do. I I like to. It depends on the degree. I like to have some sort of degree in level of comfort. Because I just value that need at a certain to a certain degree. Other people value the the need of variety a whole lot higher than comfort. That variety might make them comfortable, and so it's just really about you know how 
first realizing, okay, what kind of lifestyle do I like to live? Do I like to have my comfort like routine and, you know, like not really step out of my comfort zone, not really do other things with that involve like things that I'm not good at or things that I haven't mastered yet? Or are you always wanting to try something new and you don't care if you fail because you're going to try it again, right? So those two differences between comfort and variety plays a huge role in how you are going to live your life. It's actually one of the most important values that I learned from Tony Robbins, and it's that your quality of life is highly determined by the amount of uncertainty you can live with. And when I heard that, that struck, that was a breaking point for me to see things so different in my life. Because it's almost merely impossible to be able to be in control of everything around your environment. The world is constantly changing. So if you're constantly trying to grasp comfort and control over things that are changing around you all the time, you are going to have an extremely difficult time trying to do that unless you start to embrace uncertainty or better yet variety. Because if you learn to embrace this, you step out of your comfort zone. You learn to grow physically, emotionally, intellectually. And these are the kinds of things that give you power to be open to learn discipline and have discipline because the more times that you step out of your comfort zone, you are going to have to discipline yourself to be able to achieve that variety, that different thing that you stepped out to, that you're not good at to, to, to achieve it. And because yes, you, you should do more of what you're good at, but unless you step out of your comfort zone, and you try something else, you're never going to know what else you're good at. And plus, building, going towards something that you don't have experience in and you're not good at and you try it, you, f you could fail and get back up, but the process in where you failed and got back up, that journey, is the discipline that you learn. How bad do you want to get that? How bad do you want to achieve what you set out to do that's out of your comfort zone? Because if it matters that much to you, you are going to put the work, the effort, the discipline in to achieve that and be exposed to something that you were not even aware that you had, either a skill or a talent. And that's one of the coolest, coolest things that I have experienced with just embracing variety. If we live in a comfort zone all the time, we're just not going to be exposed to be able to have discipline. And so how does this tie in to motivation and discipline is because as I went to, as I mentioned earlier, I said a lot of people, and including me sometimes, we like to stay in our comfort in our comfort zones. And when we get tired of our comfort zone and we want to try something different, it, we want to try that something different because your nervous system naturally needs change. So whatever it is that we want to change in, we want to try something a little bit different, we get motivated. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to try this. Let's go. You know, I'm going to try this podcast thing that, is, that I've been doing. I'm going to try, you know, doing more things on um, at the gym. I'm going to try to train people differently. I'm going to try, you know, something different. You get motivated to it. And let's say it doesn't go well. Well, you have two options. You can either not do it again or try it again. Learn from what did not work and apply something different. And now you're stepping out of your comfort zone again. And just by taking that other route of learning what you 
what you made a mistake on and, and trying it again is you stepping out of your comfort zone again, staying in that uncertain world. Because as scary as it might seem, that uncertain world can open so many possibilities to you. You have to be strong in that world of uncertainty by staying focused and applying that discipline. Because if you really want to achieve, as I mentioned before, if you really want to achieve that, the discipline is what's going to get you there, not the motivation. The motivation is a short-term period in time, period in thinking that is only going to get you started. It's like a relationship. When you first start to like somebody, you have all these butterflies that start going and, and you know you do things that you normally wouldn't do for somebody else and all these things. And then as the relationship goes, sometimes that stuff starts to fade. And it's because you're not going to experience a relationship for a really like for a long term the way you experience it in the honeymoon stage. It just doesn't work that way. But discipline is kind of thinking of how do I see myself in a long term term relationship. What do I have to do to stay there? What things would I like to achieve with this other person? And those are the little small things, right? That you communicate with your other person and you, you, you try to achieve those things as a couple together, right? But the hard part about a, a, a relationship, how I'm comparing this is that with another person, you only have influence at best. You cannot have, you don't have any control any over any other person in how they think and what they do. You can try to influence it. Yeah, things that you can say that maybe, you know, your goals align or even if you're opposites and, you know, opposites attract. So even if you're opposites, you can feed off each other's strengths. So how does that tie into what I'm trying to say about discipline is that you are actually in control of stepping out of your comfort zone and staying in that uncertain world. And then if you fail in that uncertain world, taking the avenue of having discipline and continuing in that uncertain world until you get there. You have to think about, well, what's my long-term relationship with this object, objective that I'm trying to achieve? And if that long-term distance, not distance, but that long-term relationship with your, with your goal is important enough for you, you are going to do whatever it takes to get to that, right? It's almost like, yeah, you're falling in love with what you want to achieve, but I, I, I say that, but I also have to warn this too. If you fall too much in love with what you're trying to achieve, there may be a, another human need that could cause you to just be too much into what, you're, what you want to achieve. And that is a level of the human need of significance where if you don't achieve that, you don't feel significant enough. You don't feel, you don't feel like you're worth it. So this may matter to you so much and you do absolutely everything possible but don't let that goal be your only identity because if that goal is your only identity, you start to value significance over everything else. You sometimes will even start to value significance over love and connection with other people, meaning that you may come off as a selfish person, but you don't realize it because subconsciously you're just, <laughs> you're just trying to achieve what you want to achieve so badly. So it's really about finding a balance in between what I want to achieve and the discipline that it's going to take to get there and everything else in my life, family, friends, relationships, coworkers, my job. So what I'm trying to say with this is that you are not going to 
master this in a month, two, or three. You're going to have to go through physical challenges, emotional challenges, you know, cognitive challenges and where these things are going to maybe bring you down and you have to find that path to either make it work, go around it, realize maybe that you you, you fell under, you know, too much of, of this obsessive want to achieve this goal or you're balancing it out just perfectly. Listen to what other people might be telling you because they're seeing from the outside perspective in and when you are laser focused on that goal and you have the discipline, sometimes it's hard to see from the outside in. And so those are some of the things that with human behavior, human psychological needs, they all play a part in how you behave towards something. However, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you devoting so much of your time and effort into what you want to achieve. Again, it's all about that balance. And if you dedicate more time to that, to what you want to achieve proportionally, right, a little bit more or, you know, not like extremely, you will see results intellectually, emotionally, physically, right? I'm not just saying this for exercising, even, you know, although that you can absolutely apply it <laughs> to exercising, but it starts off with how bad do you want to achieve that? From there, you break that up into, okay, well, how am I going to get there? And then you take those steps. And then those steps have steps. And then the steps that require the steps have some more steps, meaning it's really all about creating long-term goal. And what meaning are you giving that long-term goal? What, what value are you giving it? Then what your plan to do in order to get there. And then setting smaller goals to achieve intermediate, bigger, bigger, and then long-term goals. And here's probably the, one of the most important pieces of advice I can ever give anybody, and it's how do you maintain something long-term? Like I said, when you think of a long-term goal, you have to think about the value and how much that goal means to you. Whether it's a financial goal, relationship, you get it. You know what I mean. So not only... Is it how much do you value that goal? But it's also, is that goal a goal that fulfill a need of significance? Is it a goal that is going to make me fulfill a need of connection, a need of uncertainty, a need of contribution? And, and all these different human needs play an important role in how you're going to see that long-term goal and how you are going to go about that long-term goal. So if, if your long-term goal, if the reason why you want to achieve it may be just for you, for more of an, like in a selfish, like I want to have $5 million because I just want to have $5 million by the time I'm whatever age you want. If you want that, that's great. But who's only benefiting from it? You. Then drive your ideas, your goals towards $5 million, and everything else gets a little bit less of your attention. That could cause separate things to kind of cause a rumble to your main goal. Maybe in a relationship that may rumble because you're thinking about too much of your 5 million. Your job, you may have a little rumble because you may make decisions that might get you there quicker. You, you know what I mean? There's so many different aspects away from that trajectory of that goal can, ha can, can impact your main goal. So what I'm trying to say by this is if you choose your value for that long-term goal it could be it could still be that long-term goal 
You can still think of, okay, I want $5 million by the time I'm this age. But why do you want that $5 million by the time you're this age? Is it because you just want to see the money in the bank? Is it because you just have this need for, you know, seeing comfort with money? Or is it because you want to contribute one million of those dollars to a, a cancer foundation and have four more million for your family? Something that goes beyond you, okay? And that is the highest level of achieving a human need, which is the level of contribution. If you set a goal, not just based on you, you set a goal based on achieving it for the greater good and for the better version or greater version of yourself towards others. That's the key right there that will, you know, you're satisfying both. You're satisfying yourself and that you're also going to satisfy the fact that I'm doing this not just for me, but everybody else is going to benefit from this goal that I'm trying to achieve. You know, my long-term goal in health is that one, obviously that I'm healthy until I'm old, but two, I'm doing this for the greater good and not just for myself. Yeah, I'm going to benefit a ton because I'm going to be healthy when I'm 80, 90. You know, I know my friend's grandpa did push-ups at 94. I want to be doing that shit because I want to know, I want to feel strong. There's a thing for me to feeling strong. It makes me feel like I am in good control of, of just my own actions. But for others, what am I doing achieving this for others? Well, for me, it's a continuous learning because I've done this since I was 12 years old. I've trained people since I was 18 years old. I've gained a tremendous amount of knowledge over, I don't know, 15 years of of experience with this. And I help spread that knowledge. And I continue to go towards that goal of me staying healthy because it goes to prove to people that they can do it. It goes to prove to people that, Health is important in your life. But not only that, it's not only, it's not only just to prove somebody something, it's also to let me share with you the benefits, the benefits of this. If it wasn't that important for your life, I don't care. But it is that important, I believe, in everybody's life. Even if you're genetically healthy, watching what you eat and physical training is extremely important for your life. The benefits are incredible. Preventative methods that it provides for you and your body are incredible. So it's about not only me staying in shape and feeling good about myself, feeling strong, but it's also about teaching others, don't take health and fitness as a reactive method. Take it as a proactive method so that not that physical training determines the quality of your life or your nutrition, but you don't want it to get to a point where it does determine the quality of your life because you didn't pay attention to it, right? And for some people that hits at different ages, and there's some things that we are in, con- in and out of control of hereditary diseases or anything like that. But the whole point of this is that I'm drive that long-term goal of mine is going to something greater than me. That is one of the reasons why I have shifted my mindset to that. And it's let me continue to do, to live a healthy lifestyle. It, it gives me the discipline. I go everywhere and everybody's like, wow, you're so disciplined with your meal prep and this, this, and that. To me, that's something normal, but that's because I don't think of the discipline right there. I'm thinking about, well, if I don't do, like, if I, how am I going to get to my goal? And if I don't do that, then yeah, I'm not going to get to it. So yeah, I guess I am disciplined, right? That's what, that's what goes through my head. I know that I am, but I, I'm constantly reminded from other people that I am. 
It's weird. It's weird because when you do something so continuously, it just becomes obviously subconscious. And then you want to develop those good habits into your subconscious, right? And it's nice that you're reminded of those great habits. But, you know, like everybody else, I also do have bad habits. So it's, and I also get reminded of those as well. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But anyways, long-term goal, make it more, something more that's just going to benefit you. Have a contribution to it. You're going to see that the way you go about what you're trying to achieve is so much different. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a month or two. It might. You might see a breakthrough earlier or later, but just know that it all comes down to fulfilling needs and what needs are you trying to fulfill and how you're trying to fulfill them. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening to it. I know I just talked about these human behaviors and, and, and human needs that I hope you can take something from this. And if you feel like you're stuck with the goal, it might just help. And if it doesn't, you can always reach out to somebody who you think might help. You know, don't don't keep it just to yourself and then you just trying to achieve something different all on your own. Sometimes the help of others is is quite nice and it's very helpful. And they may give you just that little tiny little advice that may just light and spark that fire for you to just get the gears turning and everything. So hopefully you guys learned a lot. I get very passionate about talking with this because if there's something more that I like rather than aviation and physical training is human behavior. And I've studied a couple years and it's just absolutely fantastic. So thank you again, everybody for listening and I will see you on the next one.